Self-care game podcast should not be considered as or replaced with therapy. If you're currently experiencing a mental health crisis, please reach out to your local mental health authority or the suicide crisis hotline. What's up, gang? Hey, y'all. It's your girl, Olivia Pope. It is your girl, J-Lo Baby Hairs. Bitch. <laughs> Those are not baby hairs. They were, okay, J-Lo's bang. That was underwhelming. <laughs> it was. J-Lo's effort. That's what, that's what it was. You know, yeah. she swear she still Jenny from the block. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's Devin, y'all. Sent from Devin. And it's Desiree. It's Desi Cakes on the ground. And welcome to Self-Care Gang. So, let's do a quick check-in. How was your week? Girl, let me think. Okay, my week has been going wonderful because I got my hair straightened. And when my hair is straightened, I'm the baddest bitch walking. Like, I love my natural hair, but it's nice to swing some hair on some hoes. Mm, okay, friend. Yeah, I had a good week, too. I had a bad migraine. I don't know if any of y'all get, like, migraines around your period, but I had one so bad, like, it took me out, like, for a couple days. Mm-mm. I'm yeah. glad I don't go through that with my period. Like, I don't get cramps or anything, but, like, I get, like, really bad fatigue and I get migraine to the point where I can't do anything. I've never had a migraine in my life. Like, I get Ooh, that's headaches, a but I'm, I've never, like, what people describe as uh, migraines, I've never had one. That's a blessing. Ooh, chow. But yeah, anything else happened this week? Um, let me see. I think I think that's it. I really didn't have anything too exciting go on in my life. Yeah. Um, you know, straightening the hair, that was enough, bitch. Yeah. Like that's you know, it's quarantine season, so things are not that eventful. <laughs> but I will say I think we forget to say this like every episode. We just wanna shout out to all our fans for leaving good ratings and um, you know, we really appreciate y'all. Yes, make for being sure active y'all. listeners. Yep, active listeners checking in weekly. We we see y'all. We notice y'all. We appreciate it. You know, go ahead mm-hmm. and subscribe. Share with your friends. Continue mm-hmm. to support us so we can support y'all by giving y'all this good content. And that's just really all we had to say on that. But anyways, let's get into the media segment. So today's episode, we're actually gonna have a long media segment because there's just so much shit going on. Yeah, it's it's a lot. I don't even know like where to begin. So obviously we're still quarantined, and well, most mm. people is it, can we even call it quarantine anymore? Because I don't think it's quarantine. I think we're just trying to navigate life during covid as much as we can because i'm not completely quarantined but for the most part i'm doing like most of my work from home yeah and but i still like go sit down and eat here and there yeah same i actually well 
I just kind of started that this past weekend, mm. and I missed it, friend. Oh, it, it made me miss being outside. Oh, I miss <laughs> I miss Sunday fun day. Oh my gosh, I didn't realize how much I missed it until just like recently. Actually, y'all just like, like damn, I really miss going outside. Going outside, getting cute, you know, getting drinks bought for me, getting like just uh, the. I don't know. I just miss the yeah, the vibe, the environment is just like. I saw a tweet that said, um, "Let me pull it up (laughs) because it's actually really funny." And I feel like everybody can relate. Give me just a second. Um, It said, "Damn." It said, "Summer ends in five weeks," and I can honestly say, "What the fuck was that?" Dead ass, dead ass. What was that? I've never experienced anything like this in my life. Like it's it's weird because Texas is still hot as fuck. So naturally, like I just want to be outside with no clothes on, like Sunday fun day exactly. with the crop tops, with the short shorts, all that. And it's like Summer said, "Well, I'm showing up regardless." And COVID said, "Me too, bitch." You need it. Y'all need to stay in the house. Get in the house. Get in the house. Right. So, yeah. So, with COVID, you hear about um, Florida having 15,000 cases in one day. I believe it. Florida people are crazy. That's where a lot of the crazies. A lot from. of people are like traveling to like Miami and stuff, though. Girl, I have seen so. I literally at one point there were probably three different groups of people that I knew from Dallas that were in Miami, and I was just like, for one, did I miss something? I feel like it's weird because it's like the hot spot in the United States right now. And I I'm not judging for anybody just traveling, but you're going to Florida. <laughs> of all of all well, I get it because it's like I personally I would love to go somewhere with a beach because it's like I don't mm-hmm. really have to you know, most places are closed, like bars and clubs and shit. So a beach, like I don't give a shit. I could lay out but these people that I was seeing in Miami, they not going to the beach. They over there, like, kicking it, kicking it. And I'm like, all right. Like, you just going to catch a different strand of COVID. Like, That's you ain't going to get the... Because it's not mutating the, at this point. Yeah, it's, it, it's crazy. I'm like, you just said, fuck it. I ain't going to get the Texas mm-hmm. version. I'm going to get the Florida version. Basically. But, I mean, flights is dumb cheap. So, I almost can't blame people. I don't know. A friend invited me to go to Mexico. And, friend, I don't know. I don't know. I'm tempted to go. Um, ugh, I'm I, so tempted. I'm th- I'm going back and forth about it. Hopefully like, somebody buy my been plane like ticket. Stupid cheap. Like, I still don't want to pay for it. Ridiculously dumb. Yeah, no, you still should get sponsored. <laughs> but I feel like they just so cheap that it's like, damn. I almost want to just say, you know what, fuck it. Like just just a yellow moment. We don't know mm-hmm. how many people COVID gonna take out. We don't know how when it's gonna end. Like what mm-hmm. if we? What if the world population ends and we just all never went nowhere because we're scared of COVID? Girl, it sounds like we ain't gonna know the numbers here in a minute because Trump was like. Okay, CDC, y'all job here is done. <laughs> and he basically said we they are not going to report the numbers anymore. He's but I've been hearing stupid. he's stupid, but I've also been hearing a lot about like fake positive tests and people getting called back 
saying that they were positive when they left like the testing site mm-hmm. and they never got tested. Mm. So it's been a lot of like, you know, my who was it? One of my friends was telling me that. Um, he knows a nurse and she was telling him that a lot of times they don't even test people. Like if you just have come into the doctor's office or the emergency room with certain symptoms, they just automatically label it COVID Mm -hmm. for one, because like, you know, it's just going around. But for Mm -hmm. two, apparently people, the doctors get paid for based off of how much shit is on your chart. Now Mm -hmm. I don't know how much of this is true, but that's what he was telling me. So like, if you, if somebody like died in a car accident and um, they could put, they could test them for COVID and if they came back positive for COVID, they would put COVID related death, even though it was like an accident, just because they're trying to put more and more shit on the chart to get paid more. And I hope that that is not true. It's a lot of stuff going around. Cause it's like, even in Texas though, if you look at the numbers of like how many people have been diagnosed with it and how many people have passed, it's like, tens and thousands like it's in the thousands like a lot but like the people that died is like in the hundreds which i mean we don't want nobody to die of course but it's just like the yeah it's like it's a huge difference like it's, it's really skewed but I, I who know. knows i'd rather be safe than sorry yeah i'm not Child. trying to take no chance with it at all whatsoever especially knowing like you know i've had two people close to me pass so um, I'm not really trying to take that chance, but it's just, it, it's also hard to like not go back to regular life. Cause when I tell you, like I got cute and just sit at the bar, you know, away from everybody. And we're mm-hmm. just like, I'm, I'm just sit at the bar, mind my business, eat my food and leave. But it's hard to like not realize, you know, you music bumping, you know, it's kind of not packed in there. I but miss you seeing it. people, like, yeah. ooh, child, it was just like. That's why I may go to Mexico. My <laughs> girl was thrown out. I think we may like be, it may be like a staycation type of thing if we go outside the beach and stuff. But I think I may go, honestly. Yeah, a lot of shit not open. Uh, like, that's another thing. All these people don't know us traveling. Like, a lot of these places are not Places open. have way more restrictions yeah. than we do. I'd rather just go to the beach so i don't know we'll see um so what else with covid is going on girl they got the nba players playing at uh disney world what you see that no bitch i, I thought i was dreaming like disney I, world my homeboy had to like if disney world in florida or somewhere in florida but my homeboy had to is it florida or anyway he had to explain it to me because i really thought it was a fucking joke when they announced it like i just thought that it was like i don't know like my plan that's preposterous but apparently they have like all these training facilities and all these arenas and shit and so they have they flew all the players to this disney world and like they're just gonna have them quarantined there basically like you get tested they get tested every day and they have to stay there on site and they're gonna be playing ball imagine getting that shit stuck up your nose every day yeah it's crazy that's unfortunate and then with the NFL players, over 95 players have tested positive coronavirus over the last four months. In hindsight, it doesn't seem that many, but still, like, 95 NFL players. How many players are on a team? A lot. Yeah, this, this sports talk is not really my forte. But um, either way, more than one person tested positive is a lot. Because, of you know, they were saying that, 
uh, people in China were who had tested negative for it. Like they tested positive. Each team has uh, at least like fifty five players on the roster. Oh, okay. So that would be the equivalent of almost like two teams worth. Yeah. But and then in contact with other people or playing against other people. Yeah. You so never it would then got to the stadium like. It's, yeah, it's just, ugh. and then you got the staff of the stadium and all that other shit, and you know the the cleanup staff, the housekeeping staff. The it's just Corona is a motherfucker. Yeah, and I don't know. It's it's just right now it's drastically different than mm-hmm. when it first got announced because you know it was before you can't breathe on nobody, you can't touch plastic, paper, mm-hmm. like you can't t- touch nothing. And now it's just like, oh, just wear a mask. And it's like... And wash your hands. Yeah, wear a mask and wash your hands. And I'm like, how did we go from, like, the the extremes to, like, this? And then I've seen that they're testing out vaccines, which, if I recall correctly, if this... I've taught this information online. Hopefully, it's correct. But the fastest vaccine that has ever been created was, like, in five years. And it was for Ebola. So, we get a vaccine this year for COVID. Do not take that shit. <laughs> like, yeah, I think... I think the clubs and the concerts are over for a while. Yeah. I think I it's only small group type of things. I was talking to my stepmom because, you know, I want to have like a, a dinner party for when I get my license. And she was like, mm, I don't know if it's going to be done by the <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, you right, friend. I don't know. Girl, I don't know. It's just crazy to me. It's, it's oh, so crazy. But anyways, enough about COVID. Just be safe. Wear a mask and wash your hands mm-hmm. and pray for the best. That's all. Yeah. And then they send the teachers back. Bitch, this is crazy. But a lot of school, a lot of counties and cities are blocking that. I think they blocked it for Dallas County. Yeah, I think Dallas County. But then there's other, you know, there's other counties that have I think the other counties too. are going to follow suit. I think Frisco did it. Um, I think everybody's going to follow suit. Because I think Hopefully. everybody's like... Because really, Betsy, her ditzy ass, she really leading it up to, like, um, the schools in the districts to decide. But then, to be honest, then having the kids at home, like, when you work from home full time and then your kids are at home and you have to make sure they're locked on and engaged into their work and stuff, like, that's a lot, too. So, it's like, either way, it's is a lot so yeah mm, keep people with kids in your prayers mm-hmm. that's a lot but um well oh and then they shut atlanta down because keisha bottoms got a uh, covid so after no is she, keisha bottoms the one in atlanta yeah but she issued a shutdown order and then the governor came back was like yeah you may have control over the city but you don't have control over the state so this is a recommendation, not the actual. Yeah, it's not an order. Which was so stupid. Like they, I felt they, like that was some whole. I'm hanging on a black woman. Right, type that of was the flex of like, power. Mm-hmm. That was. And then no, he, mm-mm. she mandated masks, and I think he's suing her over it. Yeah, I saw that shit too. I'm just like, this is. He's a wild. hater. Like, he's what we would call in the black community a hating ass nigga. <laughs> a nigga hating. Or I, was, I mean that one, or you say bitch ass nigga. Either one would go with the situation. Yeah, it's but, interchangeable. So, do you want to talk about Pop Smoke and let me fill me in on that? Because I feel I'm old. I don't. I barely knew who he was. Um, he they caught 
his murder, the people that robbed him, and I think it was like four people, and two of them were like juveniles, which is really sad. Mm. And I think they all got the death penalty. There, I think they all got sentenced. No, they're like on. Oh, they're trying to. Um, yeah, they're trying to charge him with try, that. Yeah, okay. And I was just saying, like, what the fuck? It's really sad that two of the guys were um, juvenile. So that's really sad. And they also said that he wasn't targeted. They just yeah, they just went to the house and didn't even know it was like him or anything like that. They just mm-hmm. wanted to rob the house and they end up having a whole fiasco. I did see that. That's portion sad. Of it. You know, he in his birthday just passed. He just turned twenty one. Yeah, that's it's crazy. He's a baby. It's crazy. Meanwhile, the murders of Brianna Taylor still loose out still here, free being thugs on the streets, and we know their identity. Like it, that's the whole yeah, that's a whole nother thing. Um, oh, it's just the news is just so. What's the, where's the good shit? Because I don't even know. So we got this whole speaking of hot girl, the whole Megan situation, and I'm just like she was just twerking that ass on live with Kylie. It was with Kylie, and we should. And everybody we knew was then. like, it, yeah, everybody was we like, knew then. Burp. Like, wait a minute, sis, because she was supposed to be cool with Jordan Woods. Mm-hmm. And then now all of a sudden you cool with Kylie. And, and people saying she's too friendly. I'm like, that's my friend, though. I love Megan. Yeah, she too friendly. I mean, you gotta, you could be a nice person, but you have to have boundaries to, to your niceness. And inviting people over to your quarantine house. Like, oh, she invited, they were over at her house. I, I'm pretty sure it was her house. It's the same house she's been twerking at in the pool for like the last three months, four months. Mm, I don't know, girl. It was just weird. But yeah, she went on live for like two seconds with Kylie. And Kylie was like, oh, we're on live. And like she looked in the camera and then just like went out of frame. So clearly Kylie wasn't checking for necessarily being on live. And then Mm -hmm. Tory Lanez was in the background. And then the next day, bitch, it came out that they all, they, her, uh, Megan and Tory got arrested and all this other shit. Well, come to find out. That was a mess. I feel like they was giving us pieces, breadcrumbs. They was speculating, yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of... Spe- I don't know what's true, but... Yeah, Megan put out her statement. She said that she got shot by somebody who intended to cause her bodily harm. And when she posted it, it was just like, okay, well, now we know there was no other vehicle or other like outside entity involved in it, right? So... It was just crazy because she was still following Tory Lanez. So we knew, okay, it was her and Tory Lanez at the very least. Well, mm-hmm. then her best friend put out a statement because I guess people was in her comments. And her best friend was like, I would <laughs> never fuck her up. I would never do nothing wrong to Girl, her. Girl, somebody was like in the comments. It was like, nobody. Megan best friend. Well, I would never do that. <laughs> like, nobody even asked her. We know you didn't do that. Right. She, yeah, but she said, I wasn't the one with the gun. So, basically, she's she talking without talking. So, if it was just on the video, because it's like a helicopter video, it was just Megan, the best friend of Tori. So, Megan ain't shoot herself because she didn't send to cause bodily harm to herself. And the best friend said she would never do it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I ain't a motherfucking calculator. But that lead Tory Lanez left. Yeah, Tory Lanez was the only person. And, and it's just, Did you see him lay down in the street though? Girl, looking like a little kid. And no, that video is something to talk about too. The police need to be abolished. 
the way they handled. I mean, I get that he had a gun, but the way they made her best friend come out, and she was talking shit the whole time, backing up. The way they made Megan come out, and clearly she was hurt. Yeah. Was ridiculous. And if you watch the video, she passed out. Yeah. And then the way that they made her friend come out, and then lay down on the ground and spread her legs when she had on like a skirt. Yeah, that was. That was completely inappropriate. Now, Tori, yeah, you get your ass on the ground. He was looking like a little spider monkey on the ground. Girl, and his, all of his mug shot. <laughs> his mug shot came out. He five three, hundred twenty pounds. He's my size. Listen, you cannot trust. I'm telling you, you cannot trust little man with guns. You can't. His anger is so bad. Like he has. You can't trust issues. short men in general. And I don't mean short. No, like five, I don't be seven. doing short men like. I'm not that. saying short like five, six, five, seven. I'm talking about little men like them. Them uh five. five you four, sound under. prejudiced, friend. I am. <laughs> I am. Okay, look at look at examples. Okay, we talking about how tall is Floyd Mayweather? And he be out here beating know. bitches ass. Like, I ain't got... Mm-mm. What other example you got for him? Um, I don't know. Shit, short niggas of the world. I don't know. I'm sure we This can. is prejudice, y'all. He's 5'8". He really not even that short. Floyd? Mm-hmm. Oh, he just be looking a little next, next to them big ass bodyguards. Yeah, Kevin Hart is pretty small, though. Yeah, but we don't know. He's just a cheater. He, we don't know him to be violent. Who else is short? I don't know, but the point is... Tori was too fucking friendly too. With his quarantine radio, all them times he was yelling, quarantine, quarantine, quarantine. That nigga in permanent quarantine. Okay. He's shutting down all types of endorsements and his his career is like, going to be I over. I want to know. This. And then Megan unfollowed him. And right. I like, I want to know what happened. They need to, well, actually, it's none of my business. But I would like to know. I feel like he found out she was fucking with his tall nigga. I just want to make sure Megan is okay because yeah, I mean, I this is going through what she just lost her. I think it's her great grandmother and her mother, and she recently gone through this whole transition of becoming famous like right. really overnight. Because once she already was getting like pretty big, but once mm-hmm. Savage went viral on TikTok, oh bitch, yeah, it was it was over. And like she's going through a lot. How old is she? She's like 25, maybe? Girl, she's young as hell. And like she has a lot to deal with. So I definitely... Mm-hmm. And then her um her dad had passed away when she was 15. She really don't have much family. And to be honest, she I don't. feel like, oh, I feel like she needs to be She careful. needs like a mentor. Like She needs a mentor, but I also feel like she needs to be careful because when you're surrounded by that much death, like that seems to be like... I don't know. To me, that comes off as like a, a curse, like or, an omen. Yeah, like a, so. I she just needs to be careful, and I think I hope that this situation was like the warning sign. And she did say like, you know, it puts a lot in perspective for her. But I really hope that she takes heed to this warning because you can't trust everybody. Like yeah. a lot of these industry people, like that's why Beyonce don't be fooling with nobody. I wish Beyonce would just take her under her wing, honestly. Yeah. I don't. Why not? Not like that, but just like a behind the scenes type of mentor. I feel like she needs a like a Rihanna mentor because like I wouldn't um, want her to be like true. as polished as Beyonce. Like Rihanna Beyonce still, is very polished. Yeah, Rihanna will still come out here and cuss motherfuckers out. Yeah, in I the do comments. think she needs to give. She Rihanna. will still twerk, but she will handle her fucking business. Rihanna will be a good mentor for her. Like sis is just going through a lot of different transitions in her life. Imagine being like a broke college student, and then next thing you know, you will. A big time rapper making a and lot of money. And then somebody shot you. 
And somebody shot you in the That foot. you been kicking with all quarantine. Mm-hmm. Like, that nigga, I don't know. I, I would like to know what happened as well. But I really just feel like Tory Lanez is done. Like, it don't, like, when once you anger black women, like, your career is over. And then everybody was making all the black, uh, not all the black men, but a lot of people, damn, her net worth is $3 million. And she literally just started popping last year. And she got a, like, I'm she... She needs to take this as a morning. Like, the fact that she was even able to get out of her uh, contract. Do you know how many people haven't been able to get out their contract? Prince literally changed his name and put out all them, like, um, just hurried up and put out shit just to be able to get out of his contract. Like, it is usually hard as hell, like, and it takes years to get out of your contract. She got out pretty quick. Yeah, so she needs But it was to... also, like, a smaller record company yeah too. it was smaller but a lot of times like that shit don't matter like because with people you can get screwed over no matter she what lucky she had like jay-z and them on their side on her yeah side. so I, I just feel like she need to count her blessings and take this little warning and watch out for people because what the fuck like that's just it's this, just crazy yeah it's crazy it really is so outside of that but prayers up for megan and y'all just keep you know hopefully she heals well and you know just yeah. things work out and look up for her i feel mm-hmm. like you know she has good energy and spirit about herself and no matter what people are mm-hmm. gonna ride for her and she you know, really does have good energy i think that grief is like i don't think she's realizing it is as big as it is yeah i think she's been trying to distract herself mm-hmm. in a and lot this of quarantine probably made her sit down especially this situation yeah yeah, I think she was trying to pass time, and clearly Tori wasn't the right person. I, but it seemed like he was cool, but like he, he you know. Go. But you know what? I for one, you can't like I said, that nigga seemed short and angry because of his interviews. Like he was always like talking shit about women that wanted men to buy them shit or whatever. And he came back with a hairpiece. Like I don't, you can't trust no nigga with a hairpiece. You just can't. I don't care what nobody says. Okay, I will take back what I said about short men, but for sure, don't be trusting niggas with hair pieces. You, you just okay, I'm gonna have to agree with that one. Yep. Yeah, and that's... that proof is in the pudding with them niggas. Yeah, it is. So <laughs> Kanye, Kanye was <laughs> ooh, child. I started yawning and everything. Um, cause what the fuck. Where do we start? When did we talk about him last week? No, I don't think we did. Oh my gosh, where did this start? Oh, we did because we were talking about how you know he gonna end up splitting the vote and like how people really can't vote for him because I don't know this nigga really tried to get on the ballot, but you he was too late in most states and he was trying to get on the ballots for the states that it didn't even like even if you won I mean, those honestly, states, like, he wasn't gonna. Has the minimum requirements like just mentally he went on that shit can't happen he has an IQ of 130 that's what he said right how high does IQ go let me see for one there are a lot of people out here with plenty of shit going on that test very high for their IQ um let's see most people fall within 85 to 114 any score over 140 is considered high. What did he say his is? A score of 160 is considered genius. Let me see what he said his is. 
So basically with Kanye. Oh, he said he scored a 133. So that still wouldn't be over the quote unquote high, which is 140. I don't doubt he's not smart though. Yeah. Well, like how people be like, he's a genius. I'm like, "Mm." y'all kind of pushing the gas a little bit. Yeah. I think that he just has like a cult following. Yeah, he does. Um, So what did we report last week what happened he was just saying he was gonna run for president yeah and then kim was backing him with the fucking flag Mm -hmm. okay so now he actually had he supposedly on the south carolina ballot and he was trying to get uh written in for it so yeah he he was trying to get written in for it and he had a whole little campaign rally which was a hot mess to say the least to say the least. That and I'm like nice I'm word. worried about him. He was talking about like how he wanted to abort North, how he was gonna get aborted, and like he started like crying like getting like tearful. Um <laughs> that's that's definitely like a therapist case no word. <laughs> Client was tearful. Um but anyways, but he was definitely getting tearful and what else he started talking about? He got in like a little back and forth with a black woman in the audience. Who was basically trying to correct him on some of the information, some of the things oh he was God. saying. And then the girl pointed out how, and like the people pulled up like receipts as far as the videos, how a white girl tried to do the same thing. And he called her on stage and gave her a hug, but he kind of like bashed her. He made the black girl go last. Yeah. Like she said, she finally called on him. She was already picked as one of the people to ask the question, and he finally called on her last, like in the last five minutes. Because you know, black women are smart as fuck. Right, he knew a black woman was going to challenge him. And, and she did. He and proud her, of you, sis. her questions were valid. I think she asked about, about gun, gun reform. reform. Yep. Yeah, and um, he also talked about Harriet Tubman. Oh, my God. How do, why does Harriet Tubman get thrown into anything? And like, I feel like she she's the reason why a lot of us are here now. Because she not, I mean, yeah, a good chunk of us. Because... It's like that quote that I read that was like, you mean to tell me your ancestors made it all the way from Africa, made it on a boat, made it through slavery from getting beat and raped, and then made it through Jim Crow area for you to just act like this little inconvenience or something, even though, you know, that's not a comparison. But it's just like, right. it kind of makes sense. Like, she played a part in a lot, in the reason why a lot of people's, like, generations and their family was able to keep going. So the fact that people like keep throwing her in the mix of stuff, and it's just like Harry ain't doing nothing to you. Him, Nikki. I'm, I'm just. I'm honestly <laughs> let Harriet Tubman Nikki rest in said peace. To freedom. <laughs> let her rest in peace. Okay, leave that woman alone. That woman's work here is done. Okay, she has gone on to the other side, and you know, gone on to heaven to be with her heavenly father. Leave her alone. Like stop bringing her up and shit. Mm-hmm. I don't. Is, is that the only? I'm I'm convinced that that heir of that generation of the Kanye's and the Nicky's, their their age group, they must have only been learned about MLK and Harriet Tubman, and that's mm-hmm. it. Like y'all didn't y'all didn't hear about George Washington Carver? Like let's let's bring up some other black figures. Like just leave Harriet the hell alone. Like what the fuck? It's so random that everybody keeps bringing her up. But yeah, he said that. She didn't leave black people to freedom. She led them to work for other white people. But, Who the fuck she didn't? 
But my thing is... In reality, we all working for white people. That, yes, that's the thing. Like, you being free doesn't mean that you just, all of a sudden, you cross from the south to the north, and then they hand you a plot of land and just and some seeds to plant a fucking garden and live in some wood. No, you still needed a fucking job. You still had to go out and earn a living. Mm-hmm. So, what the fuck is he... I don't... This is why... Not every celebrity should be given a platform. And I get it. Kanye be ghosting his little cult following. And people just be excited to hear from a nigga. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> they do. I get they it. They be but excited damn, to hear from him. Give him a no every now and then. Yeah. Like, let's say, no, we can't make it. We, You know, never mind Kanye. We don't want to do the interview. Don't stop telling him yes all the fucking time. They just do it because of good media. And it's just horrible for him. It's really sad for him. He's clickbait for sure. He's definitely clickbait. Because you can tell he is truly something going on mentally. And I'm also going to take this time for us to, like, kind of just stop publicly diagnosing him and other people. Because you want to keep in mind, I've said this before, I think, but a lot of mental diagnoses can, like, resemble other mental diagnoses. So he may be appearing manic, but it's a lot of other diagnoses that has mania as a symptom outside of bipolar. So we really don't know well, what he's dealing with. I know he said that he's bipolar, but then he also dialed back and said he wasn't bipolar. So I just I just think people should just refrain from diagnosing people because you really can't give an accurate diagnosis to anyone based on social media or the media. Yeah, and I can see that, but because he had openly, you know, said on his like album cover or something that um I'm bipolar. Yeah. But then he in that same period he said he didn't have it. He's But why I mean that's a whole nother discussion itself. Like why are you why would you claim something that you're not? He could have been diagnosed and then somebody realizes more personality. You or, never know. Or it could have been like a different diagnosis. Or he could just be in denial. Or he could just be in denial. But there's so many different reasons why he has said that as to why we can't diagnose yeah. him. Well, we're, regardless of whatever he is diagnosed or, I mean, he could be perfectly fine and just having a moment. Mm-hmm. But what, regardless of whatever the fuck it is, somebody needs to pull him away from the cameras and the interviews. Like, that's for, for damn sure. Like, he don't need to be no, doing no more of this publicity stunt. This press, all this shit, like, no, nah, that, all that needs to stop. Yeah, because there was another tweet where he was tweeting when he was on his ramp, and he was, like, Chris and, um, Chris and Kim trying to get him committed. Mm-hmm. Because my boy is, like, it's sad. He's mentally, like, deteriorating. So. Yeah, I saw that, and, um, yeah, it's, it's actually... It's interesting. I mean, if they really wanted to, he could be committed against his will. It's not really all that hard when when you it get is. when you if get he's the not police endang- involved. He has to be in danger to himself or somebody else. Well, if he acting like this publicly, I can only imagine what it's like at the house. But he's still not in danger to himself or nobody else. Publicly. Yeah, but like you literally, you gotta watch him and see what he's doing. It's it's harder than what people think it is. Because you're literally stripping somebody away from their rights. And, you know, America love their white rights. Yeah, so. I don't know. Well, I guess just me working at the Behavioral Health Hospital, um, I've seen plenty of people being committed who just, 
you know, they kind of had like different yeah. episodes and stuff. So it, it depends. They probably found a reason for them to seem like. Um, right. Or like yeah. history or yeah. background. Because I worked at the crisis line, Dallas County crisis line. And it was a challenge sometimes. Yeah. To and get it varies per area too, because mm-hmm. some of them are a lot more lenient yeah. than others. Some of the police officers don't, they come out and they do not play. They be like, oh. We take your ass away, like exactly. and they put that some of them don't ass. play, but some of them be like, "Well, he's yeah. not really in danger to nobody," and you like, "Nigga," but, right? Yeah. Like clearly he ain't all the yeah. way with it. But so prayers to Kanye. Oh, so basically the end of that story, he didn't make the ballot. <laughs> um. As expected, like especially after that horrible, like had it maybe if he had not done that press conference or uh, campaign rally and had just like tweeted like writing in on a ballot he would have be- had better challenge- chances yeah. than I mean talking. but he think he has I think he's seen Trump get become president and he's like okay I can do that too but nigga you're black did you see that he said that he wanted um Jay-Z to be his running mate and I bet Jay-Z saw that and was just like, here go Kanye on his typical Kanye bullshit. And somebody asked him, like, well, well, have you asked him about that? And he was like, you know, I ain't talked to my boy in a few years or so. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I really feel like he just hurt and just dealing with a lot of emotions at once. And, like, now all of his feelings are coming out because there's so much with it. Yeah, I agree. But, yeah, anywho. So, oh, child. <laughs> next topic. So, what's next Ooh, month? Next month is August. August. <laughs> so, that's what we're talking about. August Alcina, Jada, and Will in their... And the entanglement theory. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, basically... Um, August did this long-ass fucking interview with Yeah, Angela. we talked about it last week. Did we talk about it? Yeah, we talked about this part, but we haven't talked about the red tape. Oh, yeah. So, basically, following up from last week, um, Jada and Will basically did a red table talk addressing everything that August said. Because, you know, Jada was like, I'm going to bring my, it it sounds like some healing is needed. I'm going to (laughs) bring myself to the table. So, she did. And it looked like neither one of them wanted to be there. And it also looked like Will Smith was high as hell. (laughs) <laughs> or drunk. I don't know. He was or under crying. Influence. I feel like he was under influence or something. I don't think he was crying. Because I, I feel like they got enough money to make it look like that nigga wasn't crying. Yeah. I feel like he was under influence. Well, I don't know. I just feel like he was over fucking talking about that shit. He didn't want to talk about it. So, he he just did that to be... He said he was like, to I feel like face. I'm just a supported... I feel like I'm the supportive husband. Like, yeah, go, Jada. <laughs> and he said it. I think he, he didn't want to be there. And he didn't want to address it because it's their business. And, and it's old. Yeah, and it's old to them. So, I just feel like he didn't want to be there. But basically... Jada just said, confirmed that they did have a relationship, a.k.a. an entanglement. Yeah, and she while, said entanglement. He was like, what's the entanglement? And he was like, mm-hmm. a relationship? She was like, yeah, a relationship. Like, girl, why you try to uh, two-step your way up out of this? If you, if you but she did not give us the wrong name of it. Because the definition of entangled is a complimenting... What the fuck I just say? A complicated and compromising relationship or situation. 
So really this whole time, the correct name for situationship has been entanglement this whole time. And we still not fucking with them. Yeah, entanglement. I mean, people, a lot of people been fucking with entanglement. Well, I don't think people intend to fuck with entanglements unless they like married. <laughs> That's when you seek an entanglement. But I think most people just end up in these situationships or entanglements. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's anything they seek out. But, I mean, okay, yeah, she was, you know, politically correct. Okay, fine. <laughs> but, my good sis, just call a spade a spade. You, you was fucking with that nigga. The same yeah. guy y'all try to act like, oh, we just healing him and, you know, we care about him. No. Yeah, and she also, she said that they were just in a relationship and they, her and Will said they weren't together at the time. And Will clarified, I never gave that nigga a blessing, basically. <laughs> he was like, nope, that didn't happen. I was probably cool with the nigga, but I ain't never gave the nigga a blessing. Yeah, he said, I ain't never had no sit down. Yeah, and you know, and from how Will was talking, it did sound like he was hurt by the whole situation. Yeah, just so, like a nigga. Because Will, because they were definitely separated. And Will and definitely had his fun. I'm sure he had his fun, too. Because some pictures of him with them white women. He definitely had his little fun. Mm -hmm. So, but just like a nigga, just like a man in general, if you hurt them, they can't take it the same way as you, as them hurting you. They'd be like, you need to get over this. But then when you hurt them, all of a sudden it's the end of the fucking world. They fucking mess. So basically, yeah, they talked about that. And oh, and Will is a Libra man. So let me tell you, as a Libra woman, what is Jada? She's a Virgo. Oh wow! They disconnect the asses, but um, <laughs> they're not really. Virgo. I mean, if you look at the you know matchmaker and all that shit, we're not really Libras aren't really compatible with Virgos. So I'm a Libra, and as a Libra woman who knows, and August and, Alcina was a Gemini. Oh yeah, I do not fuck with Gemini's. Right, but that explains why him and Will cool because we get along with Gemini's. But Libra mm. men be cheating all day long. Like they, they some flirty ass mofos. They give Libras a bad rep because us women, we are very loyal. We may be flirty, but we we're pretty loyal for the most part. But a Libra man, he will cheat on you. And if you mm. think he not cheating, he is. That's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Or at least the ones I know. I don't know. It could be some out there that, you know. Are loyal, you know. If you're a loyal Libra man, you know, write in to us and let us know that you're loyal. Mm-hmm. We don't care, but you could, you could write. <laughs> yeah. So, how do you feel about the whole situation? Because Jada basically stated um, she blamed a lot of the situation. Well, she not necessarily blamed, but she did admit that she had like codependency issues, and also like. Um, she has an issue with wanting to like heal people and all that. So, what do you think about that? I think she's, I think she's a woman with kids, so she naturally has like a matronly love towards people, and it's probably honest that she does like to heal people and care for people. Mm-hmm. But I think she was also going through a certain rift in her marriage where she felt like she needed to find herself, or kind of like just looked up and mm-hmm. was like, "Ooh, like maybe I didn't find the right person. Mm-hmm. Maybe I didn't live my best life. Maybe I mm-hmm. could go sleep with a couple more people." To, you know, I think just, she was going like a through a midlife crisis. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think and men go through it all the time. So yeah, women but be it's like, too. but for some reason with women, it's not really we don't get that title. Of, we don't get the pass of a midlife crisis. Mm-hmm. They, if anything, we get the Stella, Stella get her groove back. But that's mm-hmm. like after a divorce. Mm-hmm. Like we don't ever get to like men will sit there and still be 
wholeheartedly in their marriage, like mm-hmm. legally, and be having a midlife crisis, buy a fucking motorcycle, got a little sugar baby, and all that. My daddy went through that. Oh, he didn't have a sh- well, to my knowledge, no telling, honestly. But he got like motorcycle and everything. My dad went through a midlife crisis too. Men go through it pretty like all, like probably every man goes through it. Right. They tend to go through it like at like thirty too. Like they start like tripping a little bit. Hmm. I, I mean, like, I think women do too. I think we all. Kind of, I think it's so much expectation placed on thirty. But anyways, I feel like women have more um, self control when it comes to it. Like mm-hmm. they just they're able to fight it more or kind of express it in different ways that don't necessarily outwardly express it but as far as what i think about like jada you know at first when i first heard the situation i was like "Mm, she kind of sounded like a predator um like with august because they had like a 21 a year age difference but now that i got to thinking about it and then like i've talked to like to other like clinicians about it but Jada, she doesn't have any ethics or anything that she has to follow. She never claimed to be like a therapist or anything. And at the same time, August is a grown man. So I think it was just like, I feel like the relationship was probably mutual beneficial to both of them mm-hmm. until it wasn't. And even like August came out recently and said that he wasn't preyed on. Yeah, but I, I feel like. Mm, I don't know you know because I had a conversation about this with someone and they were like would we feel the same way if the roles were reversed if it was like Will with a girl that was the same age as August I would probably feel a little bit more iffier to be honest but if the girl came out and was like I'm not preyed on I'm not a, I'm not a victim I loved him and he loved me then I'll yeah. be like mm, okay um, it just gets a little bit different when they're like under the age of like 20 and how old was August? I think he was like 24 or 25. Oh, okay. Under the age of 20 and like they get, it seems like their people are being groomed because yeah. you, know, you know, your frontal lobe really isn't developed until you're 21. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I think about it. And then in the midst of all that, um, Arkansas Kiki Palmer got caught in a crossfire, honey. Good girl. She got well. Really, she ain't even losing this situation. Uh, August caught a stray on himself, like shit. But yeah, they went back and forth. I guess people was like asking her about him, and because there's some photos of him and her together, and she addressed the situation. It was just like, no, nah, that was never my man. Like da da da. Like that's literally all she said. It wasn't my man, and he went off. I was like. Wow. Yeah, he went in for no reason. I feel like, and and this was was this right before the red table talk came out, or right after? Um, this was right after, like the day of when everybody was talking about it. Yeah, I feel like he was just hurt and like hurt people, hurt people. So Mm -hmm. he was just trying to come for her jugular, and that's what she said too. Like he came for her. Like baby girl, I would never you you wish or something like that, and it came off real feminine. What? But I ain't gonna get into that. Yeah, it was it was a hot mess. I'm trying to um, I'm trying to see if I can see what he said to her. She said, "Yes, girl, August was never my man. LOL. That's why you still reaching to the, that's why you're still reaching to this day to figure out nothing." Oh, she was talking to the girl when she said that. 
And then what he say back to her, girl, this was the, oh, this reminds me of, I'm going to say this and I'm going to read his response, but this reminds me of a tweet that was like, think of the messiest person you know. It's, it's a, a nigga, man, huh? <laughs> Yeah. And that's exactly what happened because he responded to her. It was like, you absolutely right. I was never your man. You could possibly never shorty. It seems you mad you got curved, but your friends are the reason for that. They showed me an endless thread of text slash pics of me that you sent worried about who I date and begged me not to further disturb your mental instability. Why the fuck would you, why, why would you say that? Why would you say that? Especially if you just had this long ass, again, emphasis on long. Because it was mm-hmm. a long ass fucking interview that he did with Angela Yee. And he talked about his mental instability and talked about how he was like suicidal and like it was just mm-hmm. so much death going on around him and how he was depressed and all this shit. And then you gonna throw somebody else's mental instability up in the air, like trying to take shots at them? I, I need people to quit using like mental stuff as an insult. Right. Like we all go through shit. Like we all go through shit on different spectrums. Like anybody could have anxiety and deal with it in different ways or depression mm-hmm. or it, anything can present in different ways. So you never know. Like, but to throw that in her face as like an insult or a comeback, nigga, obviously you're not done healing. Period. So you need to um, go back to whatever. Um, remember the episode of Martin when he went to go find himself? Did no. you watch it, Martin? I don't be watching Martin like that. You stay <sighs> referencing on Martin because I, I like, love Martin. I like Fresh Prince better than Martin. Oh, bitch! Um. Fresh Prince <laughs> is funny to me. They, I mean, they funny, but the the fuck? I can't. I can't even look at you right now. Oh. Anyways, but Martin went to go find himself because he felt like he was lost, and he went to this like cult. And he came out with his hair like half braided. And the shit was funny, but I feel that when I imagine August going through his healing, mm-hmm. I imagine he went through that place. Oh my god! So he needed to take his ass back there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, and then oh, he did say something else too with his messiness. He said, "Imagine not knowing how to mind the business that pays you. I catch all the subliminals, not just about today. And you can call me whenever you like." Miss is constantly inserting yourself in topics you have nothing to do with. Go play with your mammy, not me. That was just inappropriate. Yeah, it was just it's just, she didn't insert insert herself in anything. Like somebody asked her and she answered it. He's weird. He's always been weird. He's he has. always been weird. Which is why I never really been into his music. Which is why when he put out entanglements. Oh, girl, <laughs> he put out a new single that's not on his album that he just released mm-hmm. um, called Entanglements featuring Rick Ross. And I mean, yeah, you know, it's for the people that like him. Yeah, I agree. So is that it for the media segment? Girl, that is it. Okay, well, let's get into the main segment. Okay, so speaking of Jada, Will, and August, and Jada stating that she's very codependent, we're going to actually talk about codependency today. So, codependency is defined as excessive emotional or psychological reliance on a partner, typically one who requires support on account of an illness or an addiction. Um, so, yeah. 
And it's another one, um, another definition that says codependency is a behavioral condition in a relationship where one person enables another person's addiction, poor mental health, immaturity, irresponsibility, and under or underachievement. Ooh, I feel like that one was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that one gonna hit some people. Okay, right there. <laughs> so basically, codependency is like empathy on crack. <laughs> so, too much empathy or concern for someone else can sometimes be powerful, but it can also be like a distraction forever to face our own pain. Mm-hmm. So, often people that are codependent, they like to distract themselves from what they actually got going on and what they need to work on, and they should distract themselves with like their partner. You know what I mean? So one of the signs of codependency is basically neglecting your own needs to attend to another's, which is like one of the biggest signs. So this means like, you know, you need to get X, Y, Z done by this time. And your boyfriend is like, hey, do you mind picking this up for me? And you drop all that and you you submit one of the projects late that you need to do just to get his thing done. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And then also taking responsibility for the actions of others. So if your boyfriend messes up and then like maybe his job says something or his mom says something, you'd be like, well, that was totally my fault because like I kind of made him late anyways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then another one is avoidance of confrontation. Yeah. Codependent, when you're a codependent in a relationship, you do not like to argue with your significant other. It's basically just whatever your significant other says goes. And then another one is difficulty identifying feelings and making decisions. So they always got to make the decision as far as like what they're going to do, what they're going to eat. I mean, you know, that's very broad, but you know, real important decisions. Right. Um, so, um, in addition to those, it's also like val- valuing the other person's thoughts, feelings, and needs over yours. So, just looking into like basically finding your worth in someone because like you need mm-hmm. to have their validation, and um, it's also like enmeshment and uh, difficulty setting boundaries. So, like you just let that person wreak havoc all over your life. Mm-hmm. Like you know they are above everybody else whatever they say goes like it's just there when you see me you see him like Mm -hmm. that's and you know that can be you know not to be confused with just like a healthy relationship where y'all are together versus like someone where you don't ever see them without their partner they can't go anywhere without their partner because they need that person's energy around them yeah um also needing validation of others to feel lovable and worthy um, kind of same as the other one evaluating the, the feelings and thoughts like you need that validation in order to feel like you are worthy of love versus like just naturally knowing like you know I can find someone to love me like this person needs to tell you that they love you in order for you to think that you're even worth being in in love with and then uh, difficulty maintaining a sense of identity outside the relationship so again you know with the whole when you see me you see him like you don't know what your hobbies are. You don't know what you like to do outside of that person. Mm-hmm. And then another one is like people that are codependent often try to control others. So you try to control what they do. What they do. You get upset when they do something that you don't want them to do. 
stuff like that. And um, also, um, they have the tendency to try to change, rescue, or help others despite the cost. Kind of sounds like an empath to me, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, this is the person that takes... Um, like, let's say your partner is struggling with, like, addiction or something. Like, you take, you try to change them from struggling with addiction. When in reality, a person doesn't want to, like, deal, be addicted to something. Like, that's a decision they have to make first. Mm-hmm. But if you or struggle with codependency, you're going to try to, like, put your all into them not being addicted anymore. So, yeah. Then also hypervigilant to others' feelings and behaviors. So super sensitive to your partner's emotions. You notice how they change. Um, and your mood is also dependent on that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, also overgiving in relationships. That's a big one. Um, mm-hmm. It's not equal. <laughs> you just give just to be given. Um, because you have that dependence on them, like you don't want them to leave. So in a way you give in kind of validates the person that the person may be around. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, codependency, it really just, um, shows like your self-esteem and sense of purpose comes through, uh, self-sacrifice. So you just feel like, oh, I was just, um, I'm put on this earth to give to this person. Mm -hmm. You know, this is all that I'm here for. Or I'm here to heal others. Yeah, in paths. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then your self-worth is defined by others, leading to low self-esteem and high self-judgment. So you're just really harsh on yourself because Mm -hmm. unless you get that validation, you just really feel like you're, you know, you ain't shit. And that's Mm -hmm. not the case. Um, Constantly seeking recognition and praise and then holding on to relationships to avoid abandonment and girl shit <laughs> this, I, I think i just read some of me a little bit of yeah here. i know i'm like oh i see some of me in here i don't have all the characteristics but i do have some codependency traits girl, I and i think me. everyone does in reality but if you're like checking off all these sis oh, bro right you may be a little codependent any more than 50 percent yeah you may be struggling And so some common things that a person that struggles with codependency may think is like, I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough, I'm alone in the world, everyone leaves me, if I love them enough, they'll love me back, Um, I have to change myself to be seen or loved, if I go to the ends of the earth for them, they'll see how good I am from them, or if I'm more like XYZ, then they'll choose me, or maybe if I fix and rescue them, they'll be able to love me. Those are some thoughts that you need to unpack in therapy, honey. Yeah, that's super unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And then, like, in general, like, codependency says, I give all of me to meet your needs and quiet my own. Whereas in a healthy relationship, it should be both of our needs matter and we will work together to meet them. Yeah. So, some tips to, like, just heal codependency is... Well, before we get into the tips, which let's break down which ones... Let's, you know, connect with our listeners and break down which ones we might have. Let's just say just say a couple of ones that we might have. Um, control. Oh, control, friend? Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. I struggle with control. Oh, I struggle with um <laughs> I have abandonment issues. Um, so mm-hmm. I struggle with the holding on to relationships to avoid a- abandonment. Mm-hmm. Or like thinking if I can change them. Or if I change myself, like, it'll work. Mm-hmm. Like, just trying to, like, force 
shit and you know you shouldn't be forcing mm-hmm. ponytails or relationships mm-hmm. so yeah i be i struggle with that one for sure yeah i definitely struggle with control and sometimes uh seeking validation but i guess that can be a little i don't know my love language is words mm-hmm. of affirmation so i think that's mm-hmm. where that comes from yeah. so i don't really think then mine is like that all the way. Yeah, I think I mostly struggle with control, honestly. <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know, that's an anxiety thing, too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I don't struggle with being an overgiver. And to, to be honest, I don't know. I don't think I've been in I know. A- I'm kind of an overgiver. But I feel like I'll be getting it back. So yeah, I think there's a difference, though. Like, overgiver is like you always giving your the last shirt. The oh back. no, I ain't doing that. Yeah, no. Nah, you know, once that. I like somebody, look, I'm a little simp. I'll buy you some. <laughs> but you gotta buy me something too. Like, actually, they gotta buy me something first. So, yeah. Um, so, basically, some tips to heal codependency. The first one is just basically like practice identifying, validating, and expressing your feelings. And that's a big one. Um, so, learn your feelings words. Because a lot of times, we, when we discuss our feelings, we're like, well, I feel like you didn't do, you didn't even want to be here. When in reality, you can't tell nobody how they feel. Feeling words are like sad, happy, upset, um, scared, stuff like that. So when you're being vulnerable about your feelings, you need to talk about, you need to say those actual words. You don't want to, don't say what you feel like the other person is thinking. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And my homegirl, Brisha, told me about that because I was talking about somebody no, I just feel like he don't even like me. And she was like, you can't tell that man how he feel. That's exactly how he's, she sound, y'all. She's like, you can't tell that man how he feel. How do you feel for real? What's What feeling, what emotion is coming up? So, yeah. Well, and then... Um, <laughs> like, that was a lot. But that's true. You can't tell nobody how they feel. So, I think that was just setting set in with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, working on building your self-esteem and self-worth, which is, like, huge. That's why I'm so big on affirmations. Because yeah, I was like, affirmations is a good way. It's so hard to, like... Especially if you... Maybe you come from, like, a background where your family didn't give you compliments. Or, like, you kind of just, mm-hmm. like just floated through life without getting like the confirmation or affirmations that you needed. Like it's important to pour into yourself so that you don't have to wait on somebody else to pour into you. True. And even just like listening to music that like encourages you, motivates you. Also like, um, the first thing that you listen for the first 10 minutes of your day will make a great impact on your day. And I'm sure that kind of correlates with like your self-esteem and self-worth. So maybe that's something people can correlate in that aspect too. And then also it's important to pay attention to your needs and practice meeting them first. So if you know you need to get XYZ done by this time and your boyfriend asks you to do a favor from him and you know that's going to make you late on what you need to do, then you need to let him know like, hey, I can do it at this time, but I can't do it right now. Right, and it's not can do it at all because yeah. it's okay to say no too. Yes, yeah, so it's okay to be like, "Well, I'm sorry, I can't. I don't think I really have time to do it right now." So, mm-hmm. and then uh, practice setting and maintaining healthy boundaries. Like, you do not have to be mm-hmm. they, like you can have different parts of your life that your significant other doesn't touch. Mm-hmm. Like, you can have your free time. Like, no one is old your time like let's say you're in a relationship and you want a date to yourself like you can have a date to yourself you don't have mm-hmm. to like yeah it's cool and it's nice to have a date night all the time or like a regular date mm-hmm. night but if that friday come that date night come and you ain't feeling it you have a right to like mm-hmm. say you know what i need my me time yeah i agree 
And then also um, give um, to other give to others only when you have the energy and when you want to. Mm-hmm. So this is like a tweet that I saw that was like normalize telling people I don't feel like hanging out because I just don't feel like doing it no more. Right. Um, because we be making up excuses even to get off the phone. Mm-hmm. Well, girl, I'm about to go do X, Y, Z. Don't even go do it. Like, just tell them, hey, I'm ready to go off the phone. So I'll talk to you later. It's just it nice. just sounds so harsh. But I think it's hard. it sounds harsh because we're not used to saying it. Like, mm-hmm. we used to people being like, let me close the refrigerator. I'm going to call you back later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's not that serious. And it's like, you could just get off the phone because you're tired of just listening to somebody talk. Yeah, true. Um, but you want to also practice accepting other uh, accepting others' help. So, like, you don't have to be, like, if you're always the giver in the relationship, like, sometimes it's hard for you to allow people to do things for you. Mm-hmm. And that's a big part of codependency because it's usually one person is more giving or more, um, it, you know, just really attached to the situation than the other person. So, you are you don't even allow others to step in and do for you. And you need to be open to that. Like, there has to be a two-way street. That's the only way to have... A healthy relationship. Excuse it can't me. be, you know, constantly you giving, but then not receiving. Like, be open to receiving things, mm-hmm. whether it's a gift or just somebody's help. Like, you know, maybe, you know, you need somebody that's going to help you figure something out for work or mm-hmm. look over a presentation. Like, you might be surprised on how, like, relieving that feels. Yeah. Especially, you know, if you're, like, codependent and then you're, like, the most responsible person in your family. Yeah. Like, it's it's a breath of fresh air. Yeah. And then also identify your values, beliefs, and opinions and practice maintaining them even if others don't agree. And that's really important because it, I think sometimes we're with people and we down the line we realize it didn't work because our values and our beliefs aren't the same. Um, so it's important to like be like, dang, his values doesn't line up with mine as far as family or his values doesn't line up with mine as far as X, Y, Z. Um, and you just kind of want to like not you know be rude about it but put it in your back pocket and then like later look down the line be like we don't really have any values Mm -hmm. in common so which means that y'all are really not compatible right so it's important to figure that like to identify those actually identify like what are the top important things for you do you value love do you value family do you value do you value spirituality stuff like that yeah and don't try to mold yourself to those people either because Mm -hmm. it's so easy for us to be like well you know let's say you go to church every sunday you serve on wednesdays and church Mm -hmm. is a big part of your life and you meet this guy he fine like i'm talking about ryan henry from uh black ink fine because that man's fine (laughs) but you meet him and he like no i don't really do church and then all of a sudden you missing on sundays your church friends ain't heard from you like don't mold yourself to (laughs) to the other person (laughs) Like, you don't have to do all that to keep nobody around. You don't. But also practice being assertive, direct, and straightforward in communication. Like, I know me, that's... It's funny because I'm pretty, like, straightforward for the Mm -hmm. most part. But when it comes to my feelings, I'm not. So I have to practice being that way with my feelings. But, you know, if you're always putting yourself on the back burner, that's where you're going to be. Like (laughs) That's where you're going to stay, honey. You're going to stay over there with the kettle that called the the pot black. Mm -hmm. Y'all all going to be chilling on the back burners. So you need to be able to speak up for yourself. And when something ain't right, it ain't sitting right with you, Mm -hmm. like speak up. You can do that in a healthy manner. Like you don't have to avoid confrontation at all times because 
a conversation can be a form of conversation and it does it doesn't we think we hear confrontation we think that it's like drama mm-hmm. or it's an argument and it's like no it's just confronting the issue and you can do that in a calm manner yeah and then also address underlying issues so a lot of our arguments happen because you are triggered so if you're triggered because of previous trauma or your a certain situation just made you anxious or you just having a day where you're pretty anxious or a day that you're pretty sad, don't just like not address that in the argument because it's a reason why you had the argument. Mm-hmm. And like I was talking so nice today and I was going back and forth. I was really picky and I'm not gonna stunt. And I had to realize, okay, look, I'm stressed. I'm stressed. I'm stressed out. So I need to, and I admitted that. And then they was like, okay, yeah, I can tell, friend, you stressed. <laughs> so, yeah, just address the underlying issues. Yeah, be able to recognize them. Um, but then also spend time alone. I know right now with a lot of us being under quote-unquote quarantine or supposed to be social distancing, mm-hmm. we probably at our peak alone time. Like, we just like, bitch, I've been alone enough this time. I don't need to spend more time alone. But... Actually, like when you're dealing with, when you're a codependent person, you probably ain't been alone this whole quarantine. If anything, you don't found somebody to always be up under, mm-hmm. which, you know, to a certain extent, we do need affection and love and time and, you know, to see, have human interaction. But you also need to have that healthy balance of being alone so that you can get to know yourself so yeah. that you can fill in the holes where you're empty and you don't have to wait for somebody else to come along and fill those or like just even learning yourself. So Make sure you get some alone time. I definitely agree. And also recognize what you can't change and what you can change. So basically, you can't change others, but you can change yourself. So you can't change what others do, but you can change your response to what they do. Mm-hmm. Period. <laughs> like, Period, Pooh. That's that on that. <laughs> that's testimony right there, okay? But then also practice self-care. And, you know, you can start gang, by listening gang, to gang, Self-Care Gang, gang Podcast, mm-hmm. Gang, 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 because that's Self-care what we do here. Gang. And, you know, maybe listen to some of this, <laughs> you know, conversation that we're having around codependency. Maybe mm-hmm. it's triggered you. Maybe you're like, damn, like I really don't be, you know, really speaking mm-hmm. up for myself or I, I'm an overgiver. You need to sit with that. Sit with that, recognize it, maybe find a therapist and begin your own self-care because at the end of the day, whether it doesn't matter how long your relationship has lasted, if it's an unhealthy one, it will end. It will end in one way or another. Whether it, you know, ends in like a divorce or a breakup, or whether it ends in just like you becoming dead to yourself on the inside because what you need hasn't been met all this time. So, you know, make sure that you're able to move your relationship forward and progress yourself in the same capacity by just, you know, getting what you need out of this life. Because COVID has reminded us all that, you know, it can end at any point. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to be stuck trying to be codependent and never getting like your own happiness or your own satisfaction out of life. Yeah. And then lastly, seek help and support. So go to therapy. (laughs) Period. Okay. There's plenty of people out here doing virtual sessions. And it's, it's plenty of help out here. Or just, you know, if you can't afford therapy or maybe, you know, it's a whole bunch of people unemployed. But, you know, maybe you could just talk to somebody and get it off your chest. Maybe you can just start by journaling until you get to a place where you can have a therapist. Because, like, talking to yourself and journaling, I'm telling you, once you start journaling and writing stuff down, 
you'd be like, damn. Like, I'd be over there having revelations, which is why I do not like to journal. But mm-hmm. I still do it because, you know, it's that alone time. It's that self-care time. And it's a time for reflection. And, like, like tonight, I'm a journal about codependency because I feel mm-hmm. like I meet some of these characteristics. And, you know, I want to write them down and figure out where that these behaviors are coming from. And if they're healthy and I can just move on or if it's something mm-hmm. I want to tweak. It's true that, friend. Okay, well, that's all for the main segment. I guess let's get into asking for a friend. Okay, so we're only going to do one letter today, and this is from Elizabeth, and Elizabeth says, my partner, Adam, has always had trouble keeping a job for more than eight months. He told me it was mostly due to reasons outside of his control, like terrible bosses. I generally supported him in his employment search for the past few years. I have a pretty high-powered career myself, but I've always tried to keep that separate and not rub it in when he's had so much trouble finding a good fit. Working from home has starkly illustrated what makes Adam so such a bad employee. I feel bad for saying this, but it's hard to watch. Adam has <laughs> Adam has few of any organizational systems. He writes down tasks on random slips of paper, which then get lost. And I frequently hear him say, having to apologize to people for forgetting deadlines or deliverables. In meetings, he rambles, <laughs> taking forever to get his main request. If I was in a meeting with him, I just tune out and avoid future meetings with him. When he's overwhelmed or stressed, he adopts a tone with people and makes them feel bad for asking him to do things that are 100% part of his job. I've coached many (laughs) entry-level employees over the years, and I know these behaviors are definitely coachable. It's not um, an edible, how do you say it, an edible part of his personality? Did I say that right? Inevitable. Yeah part of his personality though obviously i wouldn't coach him myself i'm thinking of recommending that he reach out to a career counselor or coach to help him with executive functioning he'd be so much more effective in his job and i know he'd be happier knowing he was doing a better job it's hard to watch adam make these fixable mistakes over and over while thinking there's nothing he can do to change the situation at the same time i know i get annoyed if my partner tried to give me career advice adam is really sensitive about this topic in particular what should i do girl (laughs) you know i actually thought about that a couple months ago because one of my co-workers had he got married in quarantine and um they started living together and uh like he's that person in the meetings with us that is like oh one more thing and i know that him and his wife they're both in the same industry and i know they're both working from home and i'm like damn i wonder how she feel knowing that her nigga is like that one more thing in the person in the mm-hmm. meeting person like damn like it's almost over leave us alone mm-hmm. but um <laughs> i don't know it's hard because men do not like to be you know they don't they don't like to be uh wait was it a woman and a man yeah a woman and a man okay on one end i'm like 
Girl, just get some noise cancellation headphones and just stop listening. <laughs> Change your attention. But on the other end, I'm like, okay, y'all are partners. You're supposed to make each other better. Just approach it. Give them good and then give them the bad. Be like, hey, I think this working, you really adjusted really work, work, you really adjusted well to work from home. But I think you could use some coaching in these areas. Bitch. <laughs> no. I think that's not mean. I don't think it's mean. But I I don't think that people are receptive to their what their partner says about them. Or you can preface it and be like, look, you may be uncomfortable with what I'm about to tell you. Cause typically when you tell somebody I'm about you're gonna you may not like what I'm about to say, people usually tend to like Brace themselves. Yeah, they try to brace themselves so they're more receptive of what you have to say. So, I mean, but if it bothers you that much, have a conversation. But if, it, if you think you can get by with the noise cancellation headphones, then sis, put mm-hmm. them headphones on. Well, assuming that she and him live together since she's able to hear his work conversations working from home. Um, you know, that's obviously his livelihood. And I'm sure she doesn't want him to be out of a job soon, especially with quarantine going on and so many people being unemployed. It ain't like there's just a plethora of jobs out here mm-hmm. so i feel like she definitely should say something but i don't know if she should say something to him so you know maybe they have like a co-worker that they sometimes like Ooh, do group know. facetimes with or something i don't know but i feel like it's hard for i don't know if i was in that situation and my spouse told me something like i'm not pretty stubborn so i'll probably be pissed off like mind your business but I think I would I would take in the information eventually. But I just think that it's like a difficult conversation because you basically tell me I'm bad at my job, and here's how you fix it. But it's like, damn, like let me be. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Maybe maybe she could work it because they live together. Maybe they could talk about work and see if he thinks that he's struggling at work. Mm-hmm. Or like when he's frustrated, you know, tell him like to take a break and let him vent to you and then mm-hmm. like plant seeds that way. I don't know that I would make it like an official like conversation like a hey, we need to talk or yeah. I think I would just kind of plant seeds here and there mm-hmm. and just to kind of you know, make it seem like it's his idea or like he's changing on his own mm-hmm. or tweaking something on his own. Because that whole conversation thing, I know for me, that would go bad. I'd be like, mind your damn business. You don't know what it's like with this stressful well, ass job. Person. I'm a very direct person. And yeah. Well, I just get defensive. So, friend, you do get defensive sometimes. I mean, you didn't have to agree with me. I was just saying that. <laughs> See, look, look, y'all. She just got defensive. The fuck? Okay. Well, that's all for the advice letters. I guess let's get into meditation minute or minute meditation. Girl, I forgot which way. Meditation minute. But before we go, y'all make sure y'all subscribe, share with your friends, and like post screenshots to show that y'all listening so that we can repost y'all and shout y'all out. Mm-hmm. And, um, and if you us need, on social, social exactly. Media. And if you want to um, submit a letter for advice, email us at advice at selfcaregang.com. Gang, gang, gang.
Okay, so let's get into our meditation for today. So I want you to take this meditation sitting, maybe cross your legs, maybe sit against like a flat surface, like a chair or against the wall. Stack your shoulders over your hips. Take a couple of neck rolls. Okay, now bring your head back to center. Shut down your eyes. Now take a big inhale through your nose, feel your belly go out, and open all the way, exhale. Again, another big cleansing breath in, direct your breath all the way to the crown of your head, and open mouth, exhale. Again, another big breath in through your nose, this time, exhale through your teeth. Again, another big cleansing breath in. Exhale through your teeth. Big breath in. This time, exhale with your tongue out, side out. Again, another big breath in. Exhale, tongue out, side out. <sighs> big breath in. This time, hold it at the top. Taking another sip of air. Hold for three, two, and one. Open mouth, exhale, release. One more, breathe in. Seal your lips, close mouth, exhale. Now I want you to keep these closed mouth inhales and exhales for the remaining of the meditation. Start to turn your focus inward. Try not to worry about what you have to do after this or what you did before we got into this meditation. Just try to stay in the present moment where all is well. Try to match your inhales and exhales. So for example, breathe in for two counts. And then exhale for two counts. So take a few breaths here on your own. Connecting your mind with your spirit and your spirit with your physical body. Okay, now I want you to envision a door in front of you. And you can pick whatever color you want this door to be. So try to pick the first color to come to mind. And you feel warmth coming from this door. You notice a big light coming from behind this door. And you feel really welcomed to walk towards this door. So you make your way towards the door. And you touch the handle. Twist the knob. And on the other side, you notice it's your favorite place. This could be a beach. This can be a rainforest. Maybe it's even in your grandmother's house. Wherever this place in is, make your way in and spend some time here. So notice what scents you may smell here. 
Notice what sounds you may hear. Maybe it's something like the waves, or maybe you hear music, maybe you hear someone talking. Notice what type of things you may feel here. Maybe you feel someone's touch. Maybe you feel the texture of your favorite blanket. Maybe you feel the sand in between your toes. Notice some of the things you may see here. And notice some of the emotions you may experience here. Now start to wrap up your time here, but keeping in mind, you can always come to this safe space, your favorite space, whenever you need to. Now make your way back to the door, make your way out the door, close the door behind you and lock it for safekeeping. Now take another big cleansing breath in through your nose and open mouth exhale. Another big breath in and open out. Exhale. Slowly bring movement to your fingers and toes. Roll your wrists around. Roll your ankles around. Now flutter your eyes open. Namaste, gang.